Welcome to the Five Hole Fantasy Hockey Podcast. We're your host today, TJ and Zach. Hey, hey, hey. It's good to be back. It's been a while. Uh, not a lot going on. I mean, there's been a lot going on, but like it's been frustrating to the point of futility in fantasy hockey. Every game gets canceled. There's postponements. Your best players, your best pickups all go into the COVID protocol five minutes before, five minutes after you pick them up. Fuck. How you been? It's it's been hard to do, you know, day before pickups, which is what I love to do. Once that's once that seven o'clock game hits, I usually like to have a plan for when that happens. I can't do that anymore. I have to wait until the next day. Goalie lineups are are crazy. I mean, you don't find anything out until right before the game. So I mean, sometimes you have to just go off of hey, this person is supposed to be starting tonight at 10 o'clock Eastern time, but I don't know, so I'm going to pick them up and hope. Doesn't always work out. Fingers crossed. Luckily, I, luckily I still, you know, squeaked by with a win, you know, in, in that week and a half, two-week period. Still a lot of postponements, but we're getting closer to back to normal. So we took a little bit of a Christmas break. That led into a week that uh, just didn't have time for me. It was a seven-day work week, 100 hours. It was busy. So we're back. Happy to be back. We are Five Hole. You guys can find us on Twitter at FHF Hockey. You can join the Fantasy Hockey Discord. It's always bumping. Let's get into our plan for the day. Weekend preview. Jaeger. And a, a little bit plan for the night for us. It's like 11-16. Uh, both of us have been up since before the sun. I've been up since 3.56 or something like that. I got to sleep in a little bit. I got up at uh, 4.50. Uh, we're going to talk a bit about the weekend, and we're going to get a taste of what we plan to do for Tuesday Trends. We're going to be talking bounce backs and breakouts and second half, because we're getting close. We're getting close to the second half to the point where you know we can start making some moves, start hedging some bets. There's some players that, that should bounce back, and we're going to get to a few of them tonight, four to be exact, and we got a much bigger menu for Tuesday, but you know we'll let that for the actual trends episode why don't we get through the infirmary maybe i don't know so that this isn't a two-hour episode not do all the covid shit what do you got for us yeah so obviously there are a ton of people out with covid the whole thing is if somebody on your team has covid you already know you don't need me telling you so we're gonna stick with the non-covid things and you know there there's enough to there's enough to talk about Let's start with uh, Nico Heischer. Lower body. He didn't play uh, yesterday, but he shouldn't be sidelined for too long. Yeah, I think he skated today, too. Yeah, I'm hoping that he should be back for the game tomorrow, which would be pretty good because, in all honesty, the Devils are playing really fucking well right now. They're playing really well. Uh, They're putting goals up. You know, if he gets back in, it might shake up that top six a little bit. Right now, that top six is very top-heavy. So it might, you know, shake up that top six and, you know, spread out the talent a little bit. I do like Nico Heischer to be plug and play, though, if he if he is playing tomorrow. If he's available in, in your league to be picked up, I'm down for a flyer. 
I've already, in fact, I already picked up a devil for tomorrow. I picked up Damon, Damon Severson. Yeah, I was just going to bring up like uh, Dougie Hamilton out, what, three to four weeks with a broken jaw uh-huh. or or what have you. I mean, obviously you picked him up, but like, what do we expect out of Damon Severson here? I mean, the devils are clicking. He's going to be taking over that top power play, chewing up some extra minutes because there's some big skates to fill without Dougie. So Severson seems like the obvious play. Well, he's been playing really well right now, too. In his last three games, he has two goals and three assists. He's getting time on the power play. None of those points were on the actual power play. But he's going to be the uh, the top power play guy with Dougie Hamilton out. Dougie Hamilton uh, hit a puck with his face, and mm. and that's how he got a broken jaw. So so I got, a, I got a question for you. Damon Severson is a guy. I picked him up. Both players are available. I mean, I'm just looking ahead to next week where the Jersey Devils are play two games. One of them is postponed at this point. And the New York Islanders play two games. They play each other, actually. Noah Dobson or Damon Severson, Severson. for the next one or two weeks. Severson. Now, Dobson has got 10 points in his last 10. And Severson, obviously, is getting this better deployment. And, you know, it's a higher caliber offense that feels so awkward to say when talking about the New Jersey Devils, but they're clicking. Yeah, it does feel weird to say. I started saying it out loud, and it does feel weird. I trust the New Jersey Devils offense more than I trust the New York Islanders offense. On top of the fact, I also trust their power play. I trust Jack Hughes more. I trust Jesper Bratt. Man, I fucking love me some Jesper Bratt. It's been happening. He is on a freaking tear right now. If he's available in your league, he shouldn't be because he is a hold 100%. Dude, I I like the Devils. I like the Devils coming up here. Uh, They're playing well right now, and while you can, let, let it ride. Let it ride. There's no reason not to. I got Dobson ahead. I would take Dobson. I had the choice, and I and I already took Severson. So, so in the last ten games, the New York Islanders are scoring over three goals a game. Their power plays clicking uh, nine out of twenty six, whatever the math breakdown. I think it's like thirty some odd percent. Um, so it looks good, and a lot of it has been coming in the same span that Noah Dobson has been clicking. So I think it's it's not so much he's a beneficiary as much as he is a catalyst. So let's see, like if I if I had the choice for just next week, I'm going Dobson, but I'm cool, totally cool with Severson being a backup plan. But he's exactly that for me. He is that backup plan. T, um, I want to share like with you. Sounds like you feel the opposite. It, for me, it is the opposite. Um, I want to share with you a, a super wicked stat that, that I noticed. Fucking hardcore. Dougie Hamilton, his season, you know, point per game percentage is 666. And he plays for the Devils. He is a 666. Considering he plays for the Devils. The Devils! The Devils! Neat. I think it's super dope. Yeah, it's neat. And that's when you get hurt? I don't know. I don't know. All right, we're not getting religious here. But what we do want to talk about is some more hurt people, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, do we really want to talk about hurt people? Mostly we're talking about my entire team because I'm, I'm getting hit hard. TJ, when I told him that earlier uh, today, he said, good, it's about time. Yeah, that's what I said, about time. What the fuck, Zach, you have been dodging the IR all year, so 
I'm sorry. Not sorry. I've been picking up good players. That's the way I see it. Is I uh, Andre Kasha's on my IR. <laughs> <laughs> I drop. I dropped Andre Wah. Kasha. I dropped Andre Kasha for for uh, Damon Severson. Uh, not but an hour and a half ago. Uh, I still which have brings Panarin. us to Andre Kasha, Panarin, and Kucherov. So Crimea River, freeze it and ice a team. Hey, try and talk about your guy here. Andre Kasha is back on the injury report. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. I'll drink to that. This is unfortunate, though, because since coming back from the last injury that he had, he has been on the top line with Matthews and has three goals and five assists in that time. I picked him up early in that span and got a bunch of those points. I expect him to not be out too long. What I'm worried is that he won't get put right back on that top line. If he goes on that top line again, he is 100% worth a pickup immediately. But are you interested in him if he's in the bottom six as opposed to the top? Kasha? Yeah. No. I don't blame you. Me neither. So I, sorry, I'm still stuck on this like New Jersey Devils versus New York Islanders thing. The Islanders are scoring more goals over the last month. What? Oh, okay. I'm trying to change your mind here about Noah Dobson. We moved like, on. Uh, we moved I on. All right. You're like an ex-girlfriend and with this. Yeah, their power play is clicking almost past. twice as much. I don't know. It's got to be Dobson. You're I'm throwing another past. hat in the ring for Dobson. And just uh, yeah. and just like an ex-girlfriend, you're bringing up you know factual information to help prove your point. But I don't care. All right. Because that's how uh, I roll. Okay. To comment on Kasha, uh, I'm out. If he's not in the he, if he's not on the top line, top power play, I'm out. Agreed. But Agreed. Just can't justify it. But while he was on it, I was happy to have him on my team. If he gets back on it, when he gets back from injury, I'm happy to have him on my team again. All right. Next up, uh, let's go to Washington. Connor McMichael out with a non-COVID illness. Like I said, that's your not-so-special one. Now, Connor McMichael was down for a stream, you know, every now and then. If if you're, you know, in a super deep league, Connor McMichael was somebody that you could pick up out, but not for long. And he has been playing well lately. Ilya Samsonov, he was injured in practice on Tuesday morning. Now, that looks for Vanacek to get a bigger workload here. But I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on this injury because I'm hoping that Fucali might get a start or two in the meantime while Samsonov is on the shelf. Are you interested? Samsonov's back. He's back already? He just got hurt yesterday. He was practicing today. They do have a back-to-back like this weekend, so both are going to get a game. But Fucali won't be. Oh, I wanted Fucali to get a start. I don't know. I kind of like uh, Vanacek. I I assume he's going to get that Minnesota game. So I like, like I, th- I think he'll get a win. It'll be a tough game where the rates won't be so good, but you get a win. I think Vanacek's a good play. Okay, so let's stick with goalies. Uh, we're going to go to one of my goalies, Elvis Merzlikens. He is out with a lower body injury. Um, he was scheduled to play yesterday against Tampa, but maybe this little blessing in disguise for me. Who knows, considering he was going up against Tampa and since he came uh, since he came back from his last injury, dude has been abysmal. We talked about this, you know, about a week and a half ago when I said, oh, yeah, you can't drop him. And I'm getting closer and closer, boys. Number one. Number two, 
He has a 362 goal against average, two roast beef sandwiches, and an 869 save percentage in that span that he's come back from injury last. Now, I've been trying to, I, I really have, I've been trying to ride this out, but it's not It's not looking like it's turning around. I am getting worried. I'm not going to lie to you. I am getting worried. By the way, the one good start that he did have in that time where he got a 962, he let up one goal. I sat him. I put him on the bench, and he didn't even get a win that game. He let in one goal, and he didn't get a win that game. That's because they are super fucking up and down, Columbus is. They are up and down. They can be incredibly good, or they can be incredibly bad. And Elvis Merce Lickens isn't helping. Uh, He's letting in easy goals. He's letting them in between his legs, letting them in the five hole. He's letting in a lot of low stuff. A lot of low stuff. Bennington was doing that tonight versus the Penguins. Letting in low goals? Oh, it was just soft. There were some flaccid goals. So where are you at with with Elvis Merslickens? Because I'm serious. Like, I am getting worried. I don't want to drop him because I know that he'll just turn it around as soon as I fucking do. But it's not going well. He's not getting me wins. He has one, one or two wins in his last, like, 10 games or some shit like that. I've, I've seen good stretches out of him, and I think it's going to, you know, they'll get back there, I believe. And I'm in a couple leagues where he's really appealing to the point where, like, it's him or Nedeljkovic. And, I mean, it's getting close there, but shit. You know, the tr- the choices aren't exactly appealing. So I'm sticking it out if I got to meet starts. Um, obviously, if he's going to your IR or whatever, you can drop him, see what the pulse of the rest of the league is, see if it's safe to drop, see if you can stream that spot. I know, but I like I just picked up a Swayman yesterday. I picked up Jeremy Swayman yeah. yesterday. It was fantastic. He had like 23 out of 24 saves, got me a big old win. You can it's like I can start finding stuff better on the waiver wire by picking up random about- people that are playing each day. While you mentioned Swayman, what do you think about uh, Tuka Rask signing a professional tryout with Providence? Like, like he'll be back this season. Yes. Rask. And he's supposed to be signing with Boston. I think that's incredibly unfortunate for Swayman because I think that's going to knock him off here. But the whole thing is he's been playing. He has been playing very well. Think about this. What what with the new COVID thing, they have this taxi squad so they can just run a three, three goalie system. And to be honest with you, like, I almost want to say Olmark is the number three there. You're still splitting the starts. You're still yeah, splitting the so starts. So it's less out. volume. But with this taxi squad, I think we're going to see a couple teams. I'm thinking Dallas here, maybe even Edmonton. Like Mike Smith has been on and off the shelf for a little bit now. And they they have Stuart Skinner, who's been playing okay. Uh, Koskinen, who, whatever. Don't want to get into it. Frustrating. Uh, and And Boston. I think he's going to be another one of those teams that has the three goalies. I do like Jeremy Swayman though a lot. Yes, yeah, spot start territory. I think he's still there, like like where he is for us in our twelve team leagues and ten team leagues. You know, spot starts. Yeah, he doesn't get the volume for for me to hold him on our on our team in our league. I'm down to pretty much you know use him anytime he plays. Let's talk uh, Edmonton. Connor McDavid, COVID. Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Three to five weeks. Is that what I saw? Three to four. Ryan Nugent motherfucking Hopkins. Three to four weeks. 
Um, I believe it is. And it's undisclosed. I couldn't really find anything on exactly what happened or what the injury particularly pertains to. But he is going to be out three to four weeks. He got hurt on New Year's Eve playing against the aforementioned uh, New Jersey Devils and flew back immediately. Um, did not continue the road trip, flew back immediately to Edmonton to get reevaluated um, and is now on retroactive IR. He's going to be eligible to come back, you know, soon being on that retroactive. It's not like that would be the problem, but he's still going to be out three to four weeks is everything that I'm reading until, you know, until we get some clarity on the subject. This one hurts me because RNH has been a, a big player on my team this year. He's been playing well, been with, you know, dry settle a lot, which I, I power play. Luckily too. for me, I have. So I, I like that tandem. This one hurts on top of the fact that I just like Ryan Nugent Hopkins, which, you know. So let's let's talk about who's the the beneficiary here tonight. And I think it, my answer is Warren Fogle. Uh, he was on the dry side of line tonight with Yamamoto. Things are super screwed up without McDavid there. But you, he also got an assist along with Yamamoto. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, had an assist tonight. So let's talk about what do you think Edmonton's going to do when everybody's healthy? Let's say Connor McDavid comes back, you know, Derek Ryan, whatever. Do they load up one line and just put all their eggs in one basket with Dry Settle, McDavid, and Puyarvi on the top line? Or do they try and spread it out? I mean, if anything Tippett's taught me, he's probably going to load it up. But if there's a top six spot open, Ryan McLeod's doing okay, not in a fantasy sense, but like he's serviceable as a 2c right now um but i think he's better suited as a 4c again when derek ryan comes back you have a little more depth i want to say like the logical answer is to split it up and that opens up four pretty interesting spots i think one will go to puyarvi one will be hyman and one will be yamamoto but i think that fourth wing spot if they split dry saddle and mcdavid it's going to be warren fogel but warren fogel plays so well on that checking line he's a fourth line winger it could be cash in. It could be cash in. It's it's somebody like we're gonna have to watch this one. Um, but if it's Warren Fogle, like I like his hits. The shots have been there in the past at certain times. Like he's definitely come up on our on our show before where he's having a week. You know what I mean? Well, so, I'm not saying he hasn't. And I mean he's worth a, a stream, maybe, but that's only if he's in this top six. If he's back on that checking line, then no. I'm good. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That yeah, that goes without saying. I but just like watch out if you want to be like ahead of the curve, which is dangerous in these COVID times. Be su- if you want to be super fucking savvy. Yeah. I, I got my eye on Fogel. I think uh, cash in is probably the second. But I do think the most tippet thing to do is just load up the tops at uh, the top line and have them play 25 minutes a night. So we'll see. We'll see uh, what's left in the infirmary here. That's all I got, actually. Thank God. A lot of people on COVID lists. Just check it out. You know, a lot of promotions as a result. Daily face-off, left-wing lock, Dauber, um hockey, game day lines. Those are our favorite places to check for lineup information. If you want to see like, oh, Mitch Marner is on COVID. Who's getting that top line spot or top six spot, whatever. Oh, it's Andre Kasha. Thanks, Daily Faceoff. Just go check. I mean, it would take us an hour and a half to get through all these promotions. Let's get into our weekend preview. What schedules do you like this weekend? Uh, well... You know how I like my back-to-backs. We do have a couple of back-to-backs here. We have Carolina with a Friday-Saturday. We have Dallas with a Saturday-Sunday. And we have Washington. Washington plays a a Friday-Saturday. 
I like Dallas here. Me too. I like I like Dallas as the as the back to back, and it's mainly because of that Sunday game. Sunday is sparse, boys. That's the only game on Sunday is them and the Blues, and those are the two teams I like the best going into this weekend. Yeah, Sunday is sparse. So I mean, I'm looking at a possible, you know, Dennis Gurianov. I'm I'm looking at hoping I can pick out one of those goalies. A lot of times they're going to be available. You know what I mean? Holtby has been available. Ottinger has been available. Yeah. They're both going to get starts this weekend now. And they're both under 50% owned. That's true. So you could get both games if you wanted to. They're they're playing Pittsburgh on Saturday. Pittsburgh is a little dangerous because they have been scoring a lot lately. St. Louis too. And St. Louis, yeah, St. Louis is a good team as well. However, it's not like Dallas has been been playing too shabby. Both those goalies have been playing well. That's a real coin toss. I feel good about picking up either one of those goalies, though, still. However, it's not like Pittsburgh has like a Florida or a Tampa-level offense. Yes, they're good. Brian Russ is playing out of his mind right now. Evan Rodriguez is kicking serious ass. I like those Dallas tandem there on the weekend. What about you? That's that's my favorite. That's my favorite schedule. I like Dallas a lot too. I had uh, Ryan Suter and Dennis Gurianov as well, uh, both twenty two percent rostered in Yahoo. With Ryan Suter, like I, I was looking into it. Okay, he's on the second power play unit. Fine. Pittsburgh has the best penalty kill in the league, and it's not like you know St. Louis has the fifth best penalty kill, and they're playing Florida as well. Like if you're listening to this Thursday, have same day pickups, you can get three games. The only team you can get three games out of is here is Dallas. Florida's smack dab in the middle. They're 14th, so a little bit better than average. It's not a good weekend to to load up on power play because I just I don't see a ton happening here. You know, if Dallas does have the fifth best power play, so a lot of things could happen. Maybe Ryan Suter goes off on the power play. Who knows? He is paired up with Heiskanen on the second power play. Gurianov, I always have a, a soft spot for. So same thing can be said for for Hockenpah. So you know, there's going to be hits. Gurianov shoots like twice a game. They're back-to-back. I, I think the play for Dallas this weekend is those goalies. I think with the back-to-back, you have an opportunity to get both. You can look at Ottinger. You can look at Holtby. I think both those may, both those games are going to be tough. But goalie starts are, are that. They're starts. So, Do you like either of the other back-to-backs? Carolina playing Calgary and Florida, both games at home. Um, you're going to get a possible rant to start. But that's against Calgary and Florida with two high-powered offenses, or do you possibly like Washington, who's on a road trip, playing at St. Louis on Friday, and then at Minnesota on Saturday? That's probably the only one I like. Like Calgary, even, you're looking at... Kind of Sherry? I I got Sherry on here. Um, Sure you do. Calgary has a back-to-back, too. So they see Tampa and Carolina. I can't remember if you said that, sorry. Uh, But Vladar against either of those teams, I'm not interested in. I like Vanacek versus whoever he's playing. I like the chances there. And I like Ottinger or Holtby or both for the Dallas. So those are the two back-to-back sets that I'm looking at, Dallas and Washington. Outside of that, I'm not interested in Ronta versus Calgary or Florida at this point. Like Both those teams have offenses that, that can go. It's a tough back-to-back set this weekend. So goalies are hard, but uh, you can get your starts. You can get Vladar. You can get Anderson or Ronta. Um, Vanacek and either of the Dallas goalies. Everyone's under 50%. I think Ranta is the most available. Okay, so there's really only one other team that sticks out to me, 
and that's St. Louis, and that's because they yeah. play on two off nights. So you don't even have to worry about them with that Saturday where you're probably going to have, you know, mostly a full lineup depending on COVID and everything like that. But San Jose, or not San Jose, St. Louis plays at home against Washington and then Dallas on Sunday. Who do you like from St. Louis? It's mind-blowing that Jordan Kier is still 22% available. He's so good. And Ivan Barbashev, trial-eligible Ivan Barbashev, is uh, 34% available. Just go check because, I mean, Kiro is hot right now, and he has been for a really long time. Go look there. I like Perieko for blocks and shots. Uh, stack periphery this weekend. He doesn't have any power play time. 38% rostered there. Rob Thomas starting to turn it on. Does not shoot. Shoots less than Chandler Stevenson, uh, and that's saying something. Uh, but he's got two points, three points in his last two games, uh, a goal on one shot, and two assists. So 100% shooting percentage. You know, Brandon Saad has slowed down quite a bit. He has, yeah. Um, there's a there's a lot. Like, I would get any piece of that top six. Well, Brandon Saad is available. He's, he's 17% owned. You could look for him to, you know, strike a little bit of gold on those two off days, which I think is a smart move. I'm perfectly fine with that. Uh, but be aware he has slowed down a bit. At Rob Thomas at 39% rostered, I would pick him over Sod. So would I. But that's because I that second line is playing really well right now. That uh, any line with Jordan Carew on it is playing really well right now. If we're talking the weekend from Friday to Sunday, there's two other teams that have two games. That's Washington and Carolina. You know, I just felt obligated to mention these two teams and, and players that might be available from there. Uh, Carolina, I want to touch on Vinny Trocek. There's a lot of people losing faith, I think, a little bit. Maybe just underwhelmed by his stats as a whole. Still putting up pretty respectable, like 55, 60-point pace at this time. But it's the shots. The shots have just dried up. He's still got those hits, like, to a game. You know, relative to his career averages, he's just not shooting this year. And and he's really not. Like, if you didn't tell me it was Vinny Trocek, you show, show me somebody who's shooting less than a shot and a half a game. And I... Probably wouldn't care that he's on the top power play, but he is. So I like Trocek. Any hits? What about a 30% owned Nino Niederreiter? I do have him on here because he is he is on the top line. Rod Brindamore plays with those lines a lot. It's Nino's turn to be on the top line. He's got two goals in as many games. We've seen him in this role before, and he's it's worked. And this also frees Sveshnikov up to play with Trocek, another duo that works. So I like Nino while he's on the top line in a world where all streamers, if they're playing, are good streamers. Nino really does stick out. And you got that Friday off night versus Calgary. I like him there. You can move straight into like a Holtby or an Ottinger or Rob Thomas for the rest of the weekend. So Nino does lead my Friday streams pretty much at the top. I don't mind Slavin either. Did you look at Slavin at all? He's 49% available. Good for shots and blocks. Solid run. He's over a half point per game, and he's playing on power play too, so that's definitely something worth mentioning. Uh, and having on your roster, if you're in like a deeper league or you're starved for defense or something, like Jacob Slavin might quietly put up a 50-point pace this year. He's on a 48-point pace right now and uh, doing pretty well. It is actually surprising because he is by no means what you think of when when you say offensive defenseman, but a, you know, 45 to 50 point year would be fantastic for him. 
Washington, you brought up Connor Sherry a little bit, mm-hmm. still on power play one, according to daily faceoff. But then I, I started looking at uh, Backstrom's power play time on ice per game. I don't think Sherry's there when Backstrom's there. Like uh, Backstrom missed Sunday's game, so maybe those are the lines from that game. But uh, Backstrom's seeing like five minutes a night. So I don't know. Sherry's like kind of the only option there. Finally, some respect on Garnet Hathaway's name as he's like 22% rostered this point so that's good to see always been like two when i talk about him kind of like why my wife said yes he's kind of the only option at the time yeah hey well the waiver wire was uh i'm connor shearing was looking good back then the waiver wire was thin we're in a deep <laughs> league we're in deep league for her not for her man your wife's uh she's a looker that waiver wire she picked you man she streamed you for all time you're a long-term hold unsustainably hot okay that's all i got for washington i like their their goalies kind of sherry's there i think it was a clerical error that he's on power play one i mean is there another team that you do like their schedule not really not really i mean everybody else is either playing once i like nashville's schedule i like nashville's schedule because they play arizona fair that's a good saturday stream one game a lot of opportunity in philadelphia because everybody is on the covid protocol so check those lines. Atkinson could be a good play. I'm really fucking tired, man. It's like midnight. So I think we're going to save all this break back or breakout stuff for Tuesday. What do you say? Can do. Can do. Take another shot, though, with you. Yeah. So I know some of you might have been looking forward to this best bets, but it's like midnight. And uh, we've been up since close to 24 hours at this point, like closer to 24 than 12. Uh, Three and a half hours it will be. Yeah. So we're tired. We love you guys, though. Um, Thanks for hanging out. It's good to be back. We'll be back this weekend with a week preview. The best that we're able, you know, up to the minute news. Things will change. It will go out of date, but uh, we're going to do it anyway, just because it's fun. And uh, then we'll be back with Tuesday Trends where we're going to do like the second half super show. So if there's anybody that you guys want to hear about, hit us up in the Discord. Uh, You can find me, Zach, or Raj in the episode discussion channel, Tuesday Trends channel, whatever. Just add us and we'll be there. So catch us then. Uh, Love you. Love yous.